Hi, my name is Ben Armstrong. Hi, this is David Koch. My name is Thomas Maurer. Hi, I'm Donna Sarkar. Hi, my name is Lana Montgomery. Hi, I'm Seth Juarez. Hi, I'm Aaron Thomas. I'm Jess Dodson. Hi, I'm Rocky Heckman. Hi, I'm Sonia Cup. Hi, I'm Troy Hunt. Hello, this is Wally Mee. My name is Reed Purvis. Hi, I'm Lars Clean. Hi, my name is Alan Birchall. Hi, I'm Adam Fowler. Hi, I'm Scott Guthrie, and you're listening to the Need to Know Podcast. All the latest Microsoft Cloud news, as well as industry guest deep dive conversations. It's a Need to Know Podcast. All thanks to the CIA Ops patron community. The Need to Know Podcast. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook. N2K Podcast. And online at ciaops.podbean.com. Hello and welcome along to the Need to Know Podcast. You join me for episode 290 and it is November 2022. So before we kick off, just let me give you a few little resources uh, from myself just to remind you of those that are available. So firstly, there is my YouTube channel and I have been putting up a video compliment to this podcast. So if you do want to see some of the items that I call out here, go and have a look at the video version. You'll find that at youtube.com forward slash at director CIA. Now, the other thing not to forget is I do have a merch store. I've got that now linked to my YouTube channel, got some uh, things like cups and so on, but some great t-shirts in there as well. If you want to take a look at those, I've just put up a new one there around SecureScore. Uh, go and have a look at that, have a bit of a laugh. Uh, but if you are keen on making a statement, maybe at a conference, uh, please, by all means, consider uh, the merch that I have created. The other thing I'll call your attention to is the opportunity to join my Teams share channel. So there is no cost to do that. The idea with that is that it will provide you uh, with news updates in between uh, the podcast. Also give you a bit of a feel into how Teams uh, shared channels actually are working. So I encourage you to do that. You'll need to make some minor changes to your own Azure AD to allow that and the document that I have here in my blog will show you through all the steps there. I'll make sure that that is in the show notes for people to go and have a look at. So that's free, no cost. Uh, please think about going and uh, signing up to that. Now, also I'll call out being a CIAPS patron, people who have supported me with this uh, community program where they also get access to a number of resources uh, such, such as a knowledge base, a community where they can share and ask questions. Also, uh, all the scripts that I create plus a number of training materials uh, that is available on a subscription at www.ciaopspatron.com. And I do think thank those who have supported me for being able to bring you uh, these free podcasts on a regular basis. So again, thank you very much to those who have uh, supported me through this program. And if you are interested, ciaopspatron.com. Now let's get into the news for this episode. Now, firstly, uh, off the bat here, many people obviously use Outlook day in and day out, but what I've noticed is they don't really use it well. They're not particularly productive with it. They don't optimize the capabilities. Um, I've seen, for example, users that don't even understand or use the concept of mail routing rules. Well, there's a Microsoft article here on uh, how to use Outlook as your personal organized to be more productive. Uh, so we've got some enhancements here around reactions uh, in emails. We've also got the integration of Microsoft Editor. The meeting recap I do like as well, so that will uh, recap a meeting for you. You can also define your work 
uh, hours and location. That can be very handy to, again, help set boundaries between uh, the office uh, and home. Plenty of information there. Also, don't forget the capability of Outlook.com so and the capabilities that come with mobile devices as well. Uh, we've got you know, a scheduled send. That's always good to sending an e- email you know, after the fact or at a particular time. Uh, sensitivity labels are built in there. We've also got now Teams chat in Outlook as well. Uh, so the integration there is getting uh, basically stronger. Don't forget the ability to run search. We've also got the capability to search for Teams chats now in Outlook. So the article there will lead you through all that. So take a moment, have a look at all the new capabilities that are coming or that are ha- that have been released uh, in uh, Outlook and look to optimize or be more productive with Outlook because it is a major component of most people's days. Now, another thing Microsoft has done recently is it's released its 2022 Microsoft Digital Defense Report. Uh, Nice little summary here of what's happening out there in the security space. I would encourage you all to go and have a look at it if you have any interest in security. Again, uh, you can download that as a PDF, read that offline. Uh, I put the link in the show notes so you can go and have a look at it. But um, really good insight, I think, into what's happening out there from the Microsoft point of view, what Microsoft are doing with it. So there's some great stats uh, and so on. And for example, the one they've got here on the website is 98% of basic security hygiene still protects against 98% of attacks. So doing the basics uh, really is going to uh, save you when it comes to security. So go in, download that, have a read of that, and uh, digest what Microsoft's written here about uh, what it's seeing out there in the cybersecurity world. Now, another option here from Microsoft is that we can now be more effective when we're doing uh, hunting with Microsoft Defender for Endpoint using um, this concept of a storyline. So in essence, it's a visual representation of a timeline that's integrated now into the interface. The article here uh, will step you through the capabilities and what's involved. But I think what we've found is a lot of people are visual learners or that they digest information visually. Uh, Having this at the top of what normally was just a list of individual uh, event items, I think is very, very handy uh, for those and will work really well. So watch out for that coming into uh, the interface for your Defender product shortly. Now we've also got uh, some enhanced control for configuring firewalls with uh, Windows Defender for Endpoint once again. So the idea here is that if you do need to control the firewall on say a Windows 10 device, we can do that using a Intune policy. All right, so this runs through those capabilities. We've always been able to do this, but I suppose one of the challenges has been around creating exceptions to that rules to allow you know, certain uh, ports or so on through that. Uh, to allow connection to typically legacy apps or whatever. So Microsoft has added some additional features here, capabilities, policies uh, in Endpoint Manager. So again, have a look at that, read the article. I'll make sure the link is in the show notes for you to uh, go and digest. Now, as always, uh, there's always something new in Teams. Uh, There's an article here, what's new in Teams for October 2022. And once again, it is a monster post here. So We've got lots and lots of items here if you want to know what's happening. Uh, we've talked about a lot of this from 
uh, Ignite. So I'll just run through these quickly. You've got uh, the ability to assign seats in together mode. So you can actually allocate how people sit virtually. Don't know really why we need that, but it's included there. We've got the ability to pop out shared content. That's really handy. So you could have a second window to be actually looking at the content versus all the people uh, in the meeting. We've got the concept of Teams Premium uh, as well, which you get a number of additional features uh, in there. Updates to Android, some improvements around calling and certified devices. All right, uh, what else we got here? Chat and collaboration. Oh, we've got some you know, enhanced uh, Adobe PDF uh, capabilities. We've also got suggested replies. We've got the ability to have a little video clip in the chat. So. Uh, when you're chatting to someone, you can send a little you know, video message. I think that's really handy, really like that. Uh, we can also delete or rename files in the channel uh, in, in, and in your OneDrive folder in Teams. All right, so what else we got here? Integration with the Power Platform, some improved management uh, capabilities, especially around analytics. That's worthwhile digging into some updates for education. Uh, frontline workers, government, uh, and so on. So once again, monster post here around updates in Teams. Nothing really earth-shattering. There's a couple of niceties, I think, there, but they have been covered generally in a number of other updates I have provided. So again, good reinforcement. Go in, have a look at that, and I'll make sure the link is in the show notes for you to work through. Now, you'll see here one of the advantages or one of the additions that Microsoft has added in Intune is better control over your USB devices. So I suppose one of the major vectors that can um, you know, be visible inside many businesses is the fact of people bringing in, plugging in foreign USB uh, devices into their environment and being able to control those in a central manner using policy uh, has always been challenging, but again, thanks to Endpoint Manager and things like Defender for Endpoint, we can now do that quickly and easily. We can also go in and query you know, what's happening or the activities in our environment thanks to the KQL capability. So once again, really, really handy capability, firstly, to maybe audit or view what's going on with your USB devices and then lock them down, control them and you know, prevent them being used or manage them appropriately. So again, go in, have a look for that article, new device control capabilities to manage removable storage media access in Microsoft Intune and the link will be in the show notes. So that's sort of all the news, not a huge amount going on at this stage. Uh, we expect that Microsoft's probably beginning to wind down for the end of the year. There'll be updates and improvements and whatnot uh, over time, but we expect the, you know, the, the news to probably abate a bit until the new year when we're looking for some, uh, some of these products that have been announced to come out in um, you know, public preview. The big one is the you know the Intune Premium capability, so uh, certainly keep an eye out for that uh, in the new year. So what I thought I'd do is just take a moment to talk about what I consider to be one of the most important security aspects or capabilities uh, in Windows that I don't see a lot of people use, uh, and that is called Attack Surface Reduction Rules, so ASR rules for short. Now Microsoft has four really good articles on uh, helping you understand what ASR is, how to use it, how to configure it, how to set it up, why you should use it. But uh, in a nutshell, what ASR is designed to do largely is to prevent 
child processes from being launched. So think an Office macro. So something like Excel's open and the macro automatically launches, runs in the background, does something nefarious and causes all sorts of security issues. Um, something else around Adobe PDFs could be a similar concept, WMI calls and so on. So the concept with ASR is that we have 16 rules currently that help us uh, basically control you know, these sort of low-level capabilities and prevent largely, like I said, those child processes from spawning. And that's going to prevent things like ransomware. So I really would suggest to you that attack surface reduction is one of the best ways to really minimize the risk of a, a ransomware attack. Now, the really good thing about ASR is that they are available in basically uh, all versions of uh, current versions of Windows, so Windows 10 and Windows 11. And you don't need something like Intune to uh, enable them, right? So I've got a demonstration here on the video. So I've written a script that's available for everybody that's called Win10 ASR Get. Now, if I run that, uh, you'll see that what it does is checks for 16 rules. In this case, the machine that I'm on, none of them are enabled. It will tell you which ones are turned on or not. So you can obviously take that script and modify it and then create a script that will go and turn on ASR in your various environments manually. Now, the preferred way to do it uh, with things like Microsoft Business Premium is to use Intune and our endpoint security. So if we go into uh, endpoint.microsoft.com, we go in to the endpoint security option, and then in there we'll see under manage something that says attack surface reduction. Okay, now what we can do is go in there and create a policy. So what I'll do is go in here and just create a policy for Windows 10. The profile that I'll select here is uh, attack surface reduction rules. I'll go and create that. And once I've given it uh, a name, so I'll just give it a dummy name here, go in and you'll see that I get all the 16 ASR rules and I can choose from a number of options here. So I can turn them off, I can set them into block or audit mode, I can set them in worn mode and I can have them in not configured. So typically what we wanna do is we wanna set them into block mode. All right, now for example, um, the ASR rules are, you know, something like block execution content from email, client, and webmail. Another example is block untrusted and unsigned processes that run from USB. Another example is block pro process creations originating from PS exec and WMI commands. So certainly they do uh, prevent a lot of those sort of, uh, you know, the ways that malware and ransomware do tend to attack a system. So we've got the capability to turn on all 16 or you know whichever ones make sense to you. You can also put it into audit mode, which means you can look at the logs, look at the results to determine if it's going to block anything, what sort of um, you know issues you may have in your environment prior to setting it into uh, the block mode. Now you'll see here that in this new policy in endpoint security, we've also got the ability to uh, create uh, exclusions if we want. So if you want to create an exclusion around a certain directory or a process, you can do that quickly and easily inside uh, this policy as well. We've also got the ability to have controlled folder access and we can also have um, exemptions to that. So really the best way to uh, implement ASR is to use our Intune and our 
endpoint security policy makes it much easier to push it out to specific devices, all devices, um, and so on. Now, once we do that, we can again use something like KQL, uh, which is a query language. We can use that you know, in our admin console on Microsoft 365. We can also use that in something like uh, Microsoft Sentinel to go and look at the ASR results. And of course, we can always dig into the event logs on individual machines, but it's much easier to aggregate it into an event logging um, service like uh, Sentinel and then do the query up there and make, in, and make any adjustments that we uh, need to, to allow us to control that and understand. Now, typically, like I said, in many environments, it's those background processes that you know are monitoring or providing some sort of management capability that get tripped up by ASR. Uh, that's a good thing, I think, because it indicates that those services are probably not doing the right thing. They're running around being a bit insecure in the background. So firstly, setting that to audit so you can view them and understand what they are and then taking action to block them. So I would certainly encourage everybody to enable the 16 ASR rules immediately, put them into block mode and protect your system and reduce the risk significantly. Now, as I've said, I have created a script that will uh, allow you to uh, view those. So you'll find that uh, in my GitHub repository in the Office 365 repo, I will put a link to that in there for you. And you can you know, go in there and turn and view what those ASR results are on your system. And if you want to do a bit of modification on the script and you can go and implement those uh, basically for yourself. So with that, I think that's covered enough for this episode. Again, I'll call your attention to the CIA Ops shared channel. Encourage you to join that. Keep up to date with what's going on in between podcasts. Don't forget my patron community, www.ciaopspatron.com. You can reach out to me with any questions or thoughts or suggestions on the Twitter at DirectorCIA. Also send me an email, director at ciaops.com. Thank you very much to everybody who has reached out and given me feedback. Always good to know that uh, it's hitting the mark with people and people are enjoying it. Uh, And the best way to do that is to continue to uh, give me feedback. And with that, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Need to Know podcast. You have been listening to the Need to Know podcast from CIA Ops. For training on using technologies like SharePoint Online or Microsoft 365, visit www.ciaopsacademy.com. By purchasing from the selections available, you'll be directly supporting this podcast. To provide feedback on this episode, visit www.ciaops.com contact.